Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. Hello, friends. Another episode of the Insurgents podcast. I think this is episode 742. Am I right on that? 742, 745. Who's even counting? <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get into it. So there is an aspect of the kingdom that I want us to plunge into. Okay. It's the fact that the kingdom of God is counterintuitive mm. and countercultural. It's inside out, it's upside down. Yes. From what yeah. we know as yeah. mortals, fallen mortals who live in fallen civilization. And in the kingdom, power is redefined. Mm. Values are reversed. That's right. And what we normally think to be those things which are worthy to pursue are in effect those things that hinder us yeah. in the things of God. So some examples... Just out of the teaching of Jesus, those who serve are exalted, while those who exalt themselves are humbled. Those who lose, gain. Those who seek to gain, lose. Mm -hmm. The proud are debased. The humble are blessed. Truth is hidden from the wise and the prudent, but it's revealed to babes. The greatest serve, and those who seek to be great are humbled. And so those are just some examples of the upside-down nature of the kingdom. And one of the aspects of that, which is in the DNA of Jesus Christ, which is in the DNA of God's life, and which is in the DNA of the kingdom of God, is this business of losing. Wow. And we talked a lot about this at Ministry Mind just a few days ago when I met with a group of pastors. Losing is counterintuitive. Yes, it Losing is, is countercultural, especially if you're an American. You got that right. Because the name of the game is to win. But Jesus consistently lost in his life. He denied himself. Yes. He laid his life down. He forsook himself. He forsook his life. And then, of course, the great climax of his loss was him losing at the cross and giving his own life. He even came into this world as an act of losing because he had yeah. the glory with the Father in eternity and he came and he lost Amen. and became a human. But his whole life was marked by self-denial, by losing, by laying his life down. And that characteristic of God's own divine life is built into the DNA of the kingdom, Amen. the kingdom community. And so consequently in the things of God, the only way to gain in his eyes mm -hmm. and, in, and in his value system and in his economy is to lose and lose and lose. And one of the things we talked about at Ministry Mind was the fact that most ministers, I boldly use the word most because I believe it's most, mm -hmm. are taught to win. Yes. And when they're in a situation where they could lose, the default is to win. Mm -hmm. The default is to gain. The default is to 
rather than deny itself, rather than to, to lay the life down, it's to pick it up and to push forward. There's so many applications of this. Mm-hmm. You know, a minister is being attacked. Come on now. Unjustly. That's right. To lose is to remain silent. Come on. To lose is to lay your life down. Mm-hmm. To lose is to turn it over to the Lord and let him vindicate you. To win is to attack back and retaliate. Mm-hmm. To win is to defend yourself. To win is to manipulate so that you come out looking beautiful. Preach a message about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we talked about that. And so loss is in the architecture of the kingdom of God, and yet yeah. it is so little known today. You know, you, you brought out on the network in this part here, I never thought about it, but you said Jesus will never ask us to give up anything of value that he hasn't given up of already a greater value Mm. because of him coming from (laughs) the kingdom of heaven. And then you use Philippians 2. You said, even though he was God, he thought it robbery to make himself equal with God and humbled himself and became a, a human being, became a man. And that really struck me because that made me, when I heard that in my spirit, I thought, wow, he not only did that, but he spent nine months inside the womb of a fallen human being as God. He'll never ask any of us to give up anything. He hasn't given up. He, he gave up the most of any of us. And, and in that message, he said, you know, whether it's money or time or whatever, he never will. But that concept, like you said, of losing, when we, we first started talking about this topic, I thought of the beginning I think his name is George C. Scott in the movie Patton. Yeah. And one part is, you know, he's given this this speech, this this exhortation, if you will, in front of the big the flag. And he says, Americans are winners. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We there never we don't lose, you know, we don't lose wars. We don't we don't lose these things, you know. And and then also as you were talking, I was thinking about in the Constitution where it says, you know, we have the right to pursue happiness. So losing and happiness to me, can't even share the same zip code. Mm-hmm. And so it's in our DNA in the West here that we win. Yes. You know, at any expense. At any expense, mm-hmm. by any means necessary, Malcolm yeah, X. Yeah. If I could say Malcolm X on a Christian podcast, but by any means necessary, we win. And that is, as you bring out in the book, counterintuitive to the kingdom. And there it is in black and white or in red. You have the King James Bible, it's a red letter edition. He or she who seeks to gain their life mm-hmm. will lose it. Yeah. But he or she who loses his life, her life, will gain it. Yeah. And that is the principle of loss. And when I was a young Christian, I read that and I thought, oh, well, he's talking about martyrdom, mm-hmm. giving your life for Jesus, dying physically. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah. But that's not what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's talking about a principle, the principle of loss, of losing. And there's so many circumstances, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your relationship with coworkers, yeah. in business, relating to church relationships, mm-hmm. body relationships in the body of Christ, whether it's in relationship to friends, to other ministries. There will be ample opportunities I would dare say on a daily basis where you either save your life or you lose Mm -hmm. your life. Yeah. Yes. All right. And, you know, it's difficult to give examples of this because 
you never want to talk about yourself. Yeah. Because then you're. Well, it almost you're, feels like you might like even like maybe bragging on yourself. Yeah, exactly you, right. Because you lost. Look how valiantly yeah, I lost yesterday yeah, in my yeah, relationship yeah, with yeah. whoever. Yeah. Because so I was like, thinking of examples when I said, well, you know, I come out smelling like roses. <laughs> I, I lost <laughs> 10 times today and I did yes. it beautifully. Yeah. So, you know, we can't really talk <laughs> about that. But my pastor, some years ago, I remember in a Bible study, there were a few people who literally came with their knives sharpened mm-hmm. to tear them apart. And, um, I was sitting in the back, and they were just coming at him and just tearing him apart. And my natural instinct was to defend him and step in there, because you're not going to do that. And he just put his hand up and be quiet. And he sat there, and he just took it. And when they were done, he went back to teaching again. And he was just so gracious and so loving through the rest of the Bible study. And when it was done, what a lot of people didn't know when they left, we stayed back and talked. The look on his face was one that I've had before. It's like, you ever been in public and you were so hurt you wanted to cry, mm-hmm. but because you weren't public, you kind of held it in. You wanted mm-hmm. to wait till you get to the car or somewhere. And he looked like that, that I just, even after everyone was gone, he never said one negative word wow. about them. Praise the Lord. He didn't say one negative word. To be honest, my first reaction in the car was I was mad at him that he didn't come out there. And then I thought to myself, wow, I was overwhelmed by that. Mm-hmm. So when I read this in the, in the book, you know, uh, Radical Reversals is a chapter. And I saw that and I thought about that with him. And like you said, everything in our culture and our lives all around us is geared to winning. Yes. You know, just thought of what's his name, Charlie Sheen, when he said, how you doing? I'm winning. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and so that's that's all there. But to lose, to lose, yeah, the radical reversal, that's so powerful. You know, when you see our Lord, you know, he's he's quiet during Absolutely. the whole time. Yeah. He's silent he's like silent. a lamb. Yeah. And yet he is so strong yes. in his Father, yeah. trusting in his Father to vindicate him. Yes. Which in the end, he ended up winning, but it was through the path of the cross, the path of dying to self, the yeah. path of loss, the path of self-denial. And it takes tremendous character, tremendous character, to be able to lock into the Lord's life mm. and lose, and to lose graciously, not complaining, yeah. and not behind closed doors assaulting the people who yes. did this to yes. you. That's not real loss. But there is a weight of glory to those who are silent in the face of these kinds of things we're talking about and have utterly and totally given it to the Lord. First Peter chapter two, it talks about Jesus. Uh, He did not retaliate. Yes. You know, he didn't go nose to nose or toe to toe with those who rejected and betrayed and mistreated him, but he silently turned to his father to vindicate him. And that's when God becomes your defender. There are cases every day in small things, in medium things, and in big things where we have opportunities to lose or save our life and make it more comfortable for ourselves 
and less comfortable for others. And, you know, this is a great principle. But it's just so, so lost today because, I mean, we live in a time, Jeffrey, you know this, where there's so much victimization, there's so much abuse. Mm-hmm. And that somebody who looks at the words of Jesus about denying yourself and turning the other cheek and going the extra mile mm-hmm. with this victim mentality especially if they have been the subjects of abuse, and they look at that and they say, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's craziness. Now, of course, if we're talking about genuine abuse, physical abuse, or any other kind of abuse, obviously, Romans 13, God uses the powers that be, and so losing doesn't mean you let somebody victimize you when they're breaking the law and doing it, and you don't say anything. Absolutely. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about situations where you have the opportunity to either lose your life for the Lord's sake, or you have the opportunity to fight, to win, to retaliate, to pick up the sword, and so forth. And this is another area where I think Christians are not clear on. It's one thing to defend another person. Mm -hmm. Now, that can be an act of love. Yeah. It's another thing to defend yourself. Oh, yes. And while self-defense is in our law and so forth, if you read Matthew 5, 6, and 7, mm-hmm. you will find that Jesus has a very different view of defending yourself. Mm-hmm. And most of the hurt that comes in Christian circles is because someone is defending themselves, and in doing so, they're hurting other people. Yeah. That is a refusal to lose as well. Yeah, you know, you remind me, I think I can tell this story and not make Jeffrey look all that great. I remember, I was, I like how you say that, young Christian, I was young in the faith, and I was working as a, at Newark Airport, Newark, New Jersey, as security guard. You know, one of the guys, when you come through, the buzzer, buzzer sounds before they had the TSA, and uh, it was Thanksgiving morning, one of the busiest travel days, we had a double shift, and uh, coming through my conveyor belt area, a woman's pocketbook had got stolen. She had came through the uh, metal detector and the pocketbook was on the side. Somebody took it. And so she was mad and I was one of the supervisors on that on that post. And so, you know, she was yelling. And obviously she's upset. She lost her money. She lost her tickets. She lost all this stuff. And, you know, I was trying to calm her down. It was going to be impossible to find the wallet. We had called the Port Authority police. And as they were walking up, I saw them in the corner. I was so thankful. She was mad at me. I wasn't moving fast enough for her. And she just reared back. And it was like slow motion. I could see her hand. And it hit me in the face and slapped me in the face and stunned. And my natural reaction was my fist. Even as I'm saying, my fist, you know, crammed my right hand. And then, the, you know, the police were right there. So I just turned it over to them. And everybody that worked with me was laughing. Because I was Jeffrey, the one who was giving out religious tracts and stuff and talking about Jesus and singing every morning. So she was giving the police such a hard time that the officer came over to me and says, listen, he says, uh, we saw her slap you. That's simple assault. We want you to file a complaint against her. Frank V, I tell you something. And this is where I don't come out like Blue Rose because I did not do this consciously. I did not do this intentionally. There was no way, it, the, when the words came out of my mouth, I was like, Did I, I didn't say that. I wanted to take it back. It was like, no, Jesus forgave me. You know, I can forgive her or something to that effect. 
and then people laughed. And I did go back to defend with my coworkers, but you know, that losing piece and that I felt like I'd lost. And that's why I went back to go like, well, wait a second, you gotta understand and try to spend it. Losing is so hard. Oh yeah. It's so hard. And so even today in the rescue mission, I share that share that with guys and I and I tell them that and we look at scriptures and we look at Jesus and they look at me and I remember one guy saying, You're crazy. I no, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm I'm not doing that. And I said, That's okay. I said, I understand. I said, we'll, we'll keep having the dialogue. Because, as you said in the book, it's counterintuitive to just lose. You know, we talked in, in another podcast about, you know, Facebook feeds, and, and, and it hurts me. I did that at one time. If somebody didn't believe like I believe would, would come and counter at that, and you see, see us attacking one another. And again, part of the kingdom is, be that alternative civilization. Mm-hmm. And... They'll know you're my disciples by your love for one another. If I've, you know, seen his glory and I've been captured by his glory and I'm ruled by his glory, that's why that was the linchpin, what we talked about in another podcast. It's more important than for me to lose so that the body has that love. You know, you bring out in the uh, the kingdom messages on the network about, I think you said like there's 58 to 70 to one another's. And it's in that face-to-face community with one another, that's where the rubber hits the road with those one another's and loving one another and just learning that I got to lose and be quiet about. Amen. It's a characteristic that one builds into their life. Mm. It's really spiritual instincts yeah, um, and sharpening those instincts because the life of the Lord will always lead us to lose, lose our life. Yeah. And that's the way that the Lord gains. That's the way that he wins. See? But it is extremely difficult on the flesh. Extremely difficult. I mean, our flesh screams and wants to rationalize and wants to wiggle out of the cross. The, the flesh doesn't want to die. No. It wants to live. Yeah. <laughs> and so it rejects loss yeah. and losing. I'll give you one example, and this is, this is really to, to kind of show the, the internal dialogue, I mm-hmm. guess, and I feel liberty sharing it. But not long ago, I was looking at someone's blog. This is not a Christian, but this is an individual who is very raw and very outspoken in their beliefs. So I was reading it, and there had a little uh, link in the menu at the top that said hate mail. And so being very familiar with hate mail myself, (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to see what that was. So Uh I click on it, and what it is, this gentleman kept all of his hate mail, or most of it. So the whole page was pieces of hate mail, and you could see what the people were saying to Mm -hmm. him, Mm -hmm. just attacking him, ruthlessly, saying horrible things about him, his views, who he is, ad hominems, getting very personal. And then you see his response. And the responses were comical because what he was doing is he was turning what they were saying against him and Mm -hmm. making them look like idiots. Oh, wow. And I thought, man, this is so awesome. <laughs> I, said, I would love to do this. And then, of that's course, the internal thoughts, that's right? the internal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have so many emails. I would just like yes. to pull out both yes. barrels and unload yeah. and just eviscerate some of these folks who are just, I don't know who these people are. I don't mm-hmm. know where they come from. I don't know how they get on my email list, but they are some of the nastiest. Mm-hmm. Ungracious, unchristlike 
people I've ever encountered, and they're coming through a computer screen. I don't know who they are. And if I read some of the things that they write, mm-hmm. you'd be stunned. Yeah. These are Christian? Yes. No wonder the world has no use for Christians, quote mm-hmm. unquote. So anyway, I saw that, and then, of course, you know, the spiritual instinct. No, right? No, that's not that. losing. That's your flesh. And one of the most encouraging things to me, this happened at the Deeper Christian Life Conference in 2017, when I was preaching on the Gospel of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, which really, the book came out of that. There was a gentleman who said to me, privately, he said, I can't imagine the kind of backlash you get, and I can't imagine the kind of evil things that are thrown your way. I just want to thank you for absorbing the blows for the sake of the body of Christ. Now, what's so fascinating about that is that he had no idea. I don't talk about this stuff. I might make a joke that, you know, when I released Pagan Christianity, I was getting hate mail from Quakers and bodily (laughs) threats from the Amish, you know, which is a joke. But it makes a point that, you know, I have gotten a lot of that kind of mail and still do. But he had no idea. And the point that he was making about absorbing the blow for the benefit of the body, that had the echoes of Colossians 1, where Paul talks about... Verse 24, I just turned to it. All right, go ahead and read it. Okay, I'll read it. Isn't that... Look at that. That's the Holy Spirit. Colossians 1, 24, when you were talking, he says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is, the church. Oh, and it's God. under the heading that begins Paul's ministry. So I've heard you talk about that before. I'd like you to flesh that out. Well, you know, that is, that is in, the, um, in the book. I have a yeah. chapter on the sufferings of Christ. And yeah. it's a very mysterious passage. Yeah. And I won't enlarge on it too much because I do want people to just see it in a yeah. form because I unpack it a bit. But Jesus Christ is still suffering. Mm-hmm. And in Paul's terminology, there's something still lacking in his sufferings. His sufferings haven't been completed. Mm-hmm. Yes, he suffered on the cross. Yes. As far as atonement goes mm-hmm. and forgiveness of sins, that's done. But there is an ongoing suffering that we participate in. You know, He talks about yes. the fellowship of his sufferings, sufferings. in Philippians. Yeah. And so there is some mysterious dynamic going on in Jesus Christ where he continues to suffer that is through his body. And when we as believers lose, mm. and lose again and deny ourselves, lay our lives down, yeah. we are participating and sharing in his own suffering. And that is benefiting the body of Christ. And so when he said that to me, and he didn't quote Colossians 1, he just used that word, absorbing the mm-hmm. blows for the sake of the body and for the benefit of the body. There was such divine wisdom in that. And it really encouraged me. And you know the effect it's had on me? What's that? that when I get a piece of hate mail like that, or somebody is putting me in a position where I'm either going to win or lose, pick up the sword or lay it down, metaphorically here, I remember what that brother said yeah, to me. Absorbing. He said, here's another opportunity for me to absorb for the body. You know, Frankie, as we're, as we're talking about this, this is probably, if it could be, another linchpin, because we've joined the insurgency We've seen his glory. That's great. We're moving away from legalism, moving away from libertinism. This is a key component. Is You talk about it in the book. You talk about it in, in some uh, classes of embracing your sufferings and not wasting your suffering. You know, And so I agree with, with 
with that brother, you know, uh, I went back a few months, a month or so ago, and I started reading again because I saw on the Twitter and Facebook feed, you know, the pagan Christianity and reimagining church and then, you know, insurgents. And so I started, I was reading pagan Christianity, which I believe you and George Barnum released like 10 years ago. Yes. And uh, I'm reading through this and I'm like, wow, this brother had to take some heat for this. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to really, we have to embrace our suffering. I've gotten to the point where I've heard that so much through, through the book and through your teachings that um, I wholeheartedly believe that, that I can share that with others and say, yeah. and don't waste them. Don't waste yeah. them. You know, like you said, those, those moments come. But then, you know, because if we're going to go out here for him, and I was just reading there in, in First Peter, Peter says, you know, just as Christ suffered, arm yourselves mm, likewise. Amen. Arm yourselves likewise. And so I don't hear that on the radio and TV too no, much. No, I don't have to read the mail. I know. And and that's that's one thing I love about you, man, is that um, you're willing to go out there, for lack of a better term, out in the limb and expose yourself to the negative feedback. But you do it, I know, because you love the Lord and you've been captured by the Lord. It hurts. I was sharing with my wife. I, I said, you know, if I stub my toe or hurt myself physically, I know how long that pain can last. I said, I can maybe take some Tylenol or something to help it out. But emotional, spiritual pain, yeah. I can't take a pill for that. Yeah, that's a good point. I can't. What's the time limit on that? Does <laughs> it stop after an hour, two hours? Yeah, you know, and, and so Paul says, I want to know him and the fellowship of his suffering. And I want to stop at that. I want to know him. He said, you know, but he says, and the fellowship of the sufferings, because that's, that's a major component of us knowing Christ. And the other side of that is in the power of his resurrection. Power of his resurrection. Without a death, you cannot have resurrection. You can't have resurrection. And on the other side of loss is the Lord gaining and his yes. resurrection power. Yes. And by the way, thanks for the kind words. They're too kind. But when you mentioned about you get out there on the limb. I thought you, you were going to finish the sentence by saying, and you just get out your saw and you start sawing rapidly and hard. Yeah, you uh, do do that too. <laughs> Say that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this word about loss is, is a key aspect of kingdom life, kingdom living. And did you really have the beauty of the ecclesia, the body of Christ in, in expression, visible expression, expressing the king and his kingdom? When you have a group of people in that body who make up that body who are losing and losing and losing. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Lord is seen. I'll put it this way to end this episode. If you and I are not losing, then Jesus Christ is not winning. Wow. Say that again. If you and I are not losing, Jesus Christ is, Jesus not. Christ is not winning. Wow. So we'll leave it there, folks, for you to chew on and ponder. Until next time, we will... Sign off. Amen. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Insurgents Podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others find it. Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the Insurgents has begun. Don't miss it. Thank you.